This is episode 093, Tapping Your Way Out of Trauma. Welcome, I am your host, Claire Obeyed. Woman Awake is a soul-led journey of awakening through motherhood and womanhood. Woman Awake explores the soul-based, spirit-fueled, somatic and energetic journey of awakening, of consciousness. The power of an awakened woman lives in her life alignment, her inner attunement, and her embodied transformation. This is not just my journey, but it is ours, and together we seek to free our mind, feel our body, feed our soul, and to hear our heart. As women, as mamas, we seek clarity, we embrace the truth, we dive into the discomfort of our shadows, we honor our healing, and we be fully with our humanness whilst also being in our divinity too. Hey beautiful, welcome back to Woman Awake. I'm really excited to be recording this episode for you this week and to share this with you because trauma awareness is something that I feel like I came late to it really. When I look back at my career beginning with yoga, beginning with teaching yoga, there's a part of me that feels really sad that I wasn't aware of trauma studies and trauma awareness much, much earlier in the piece. But I'm really grateful that it has shaped my work over the last three years and that it's led me down a more somatic-centered space. And it also helped me fall more in love with tapping, with EFT, which I'm going to share a lot more about in today's episode. But before I dive in, because there is a lot to share today, so this is probably a little bit more of a sciencey, geeky episode to begin with, but bear with me because it is really interesting to know and really important for all of us to understand. And to be honest, I actually had to stop myself from going too deep because there's just so much geeky, sciencey brain stuff that I could have injected into this, but I didn't. Before I dive into all of that, I want to let you know to listen through to the end because I will be letting you know more details about how you can join my upcoming Five Days to Freedom. So this is a free daily breathwork and session experience over five days. It will be a private Facebook group. I cannot wait to bring this out. I've been wondering how I can offer my services and my skills to those that are in a lot of suffering and going through a lot of hardship right now. So this is it. This is something I really wanted to do for a while. So stay tuned to the end and I'll share more details about that soon. But for now, let's dive in. Let's dive into today's episode, which is tapping your way out of trauma. And before we get to the tapping bit, I have to talk to you about the trauma bit. So this sentence that I'm about to say to you, this phrase is what really helped me to fully understand and comprehend trauma. Too much, too soon, too fast. These are the hallmarks of trauma. So let's unpack that a little bit more. We all know there's no denying that as a collective on a global scale that we have been through and we are going through and living through trauma, 18 months now. Many of us have been in the experience of trauma for years and years and years and years for various reasons. There are some cultural groups, minority groups, that would probably be looking at what's unfolding in the world and thinking, right, this is just what I've been going through my whole entire life. 
So I just want to highlight here that I'm not in any way discrediting or taking away from the trauma experiences that so many of you may have already been living through. But I am just talking today about trauma and I'm highlighting it because in my work as a somatic life coach, as a yoga teacher, as an EFT practitioner, as a meditation guide, I am seeing it on the, on the rise. I am seeing the signs and the symptoms of trauma on the rise. So in varying degrees, each of us is experiencing trauma. What might be happening to your neighbour might not be happening to you, but it might be at the hand of the same experience. So trauma can often be described as experiencing too much stimulation, too much external distress, something unfolding way too fast and happening well before you feel prepared for it. Something that feels like you can't control it, you can't get away from it, you can't change it. So if in your environment or your situation that's unfolding, it exceeds your capacity, so your capacity relating to your own nervous system's ability to hold space throughout that, to stay in a window of tolerance, to hold the bandwidth of the experience, and you feel like you can't process emotionally, mentally or physically, our reactions can sometimes tend to... um, It's almost like our, our ability to just get through, to bear through these environments and situations is is challenged and this is actually what trauma is it's not necessarily the actual experience so it's not the context of what's happening although of course that is relevant but how you as an individual and also of course as a collective move through the experience and how your nervous system again as an individual and a collective integrates the experience is what we're really looking at here because what might be a traumatic experience to you could be a walk in the park to me. And that actually comes down to how I handle, respond and react to that experience as opposed to what the experience actually is. So that's not to say that some people are better at coping with things than others. There's so many factors here. Your genetic lineage and how that's affected you, your DNA, your previous experience, your nervous system, your ability to regulate, your... Attachment style, the regulation that you experienced with caregivers and and carers as a child. There's so much here. So my favourite way of thinking about and understanding trauma is that our body, through fight, flight, freeze and appease, so our nervous system response, enters into an emergency cycle. So if that emergency cycle is not completed... I want you to understand it like this. It's like your trauma response. It's like that fight, flight, freeze, appease response. Your nervous system is heightened. That activation, it's stuck in your system. It's kind of like a broken record going back and forth over the same sound, like that er, 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 er sound. It's jarring and we're stuck in it and our body is on repeat. Our body is responding on repeat. So, for example, your your mind might be moving in one direction, your thoughts might be moving in one direction, but your body might be reacting and moving in another direction. So there's a lot of disconnect there. Another thing to highlight here is the hippocampus in the brain. This can go offline during trauma and therefore doesn't timestamp the experience. So that can often mean that you are running an experience of trauma in your system as if it's happening in current time, even though you're no longer in that moment or that moment has passed or it might be even well in the past. For us, though, right now, living in 
this experience in the world that's unfolding at the moment, we're in this constant low-level hum of ongoing trauma. So we might not actually be aware of uh, the fact that the hippocampus is timestamping this or not. But I just wanted to flag that because as you're listening to this episode, you might be going, oh, I'm thinking about this trauma from another part of my life, another experience of my life, um, but I don't really remember when it happened or I don't even recall the details of it, but I feel it. And that's got a lot to do with your hippocampus as well. So I just wanted to highlight that. As an example, there are huge chunks of my childhood that are not time-stamped and I truly, truly struggle to recall the details of that but also to understand when it happened, what age I was. I can't actually bring the memory to mind and go, I was this age and this happened. My body remembers though and that will show in certain ways that I react to stimuli or aggressors or stresses that come up. Uh, as an example, when we first entered this lockdown at the beginning 13 weeks ago, my body in week one definitely remembered and brought up through my system the experience of lockdown in 2020. I was walking around feeling anxious, really shaky, very scared and nervous. And I was thinking, well, what is this? This is so unusual because I feel really okay in my mind. But my body is obviously recalling and being um, triggered by the experience and I'm feeling it through the felt sense. As you've probably heard me say this phrase before and there's a book with this exact same title by Bessel van der Kolk, which is The Body Keeps the Score. So let me get back on track. So neuroception is something within our subconscious system that detects threat in our primitive brain. So it's a receiving of information that perceives threats and it's really important because it keeps us safe and ensures our survival. But as so many things in our system, it isn't foolproof. It can lead to our nervous system being hardwired to respond to threats even when that threat is no longer present, as I was just explaining. It's like a super sensitive car alarm. We can also talk about this in, from our, the perspective of our amygdala, which lives in the midbrain, or some of you may know that as the limbic or the emotional brain. It's an early warning system. It's looking to past for connection and how to act and respond. It's constantly referencing what's going on here. Do I need to respond here? Do I need to have an emotional reaction here? And it plays a part in controlling our fight-flight response. But it's also hypersensitive. So sometimes it will go off even when there is no threat, even when their threat no longer exists. However, again, in the situation that most of us are living through right now, whether in lockdown or what's unfolding all over the world with uh, vaccines and passports and COVID and illnesses and all sorts of stuff, our amygdala might be constantly firing, right? Our neuroception is constantly sending a message that, oh, I think we're in threat here. So I'm mentioning all of this because that emergency cycle that I highlighted, it's really important for us to find a way to complete that emergency cycle. So there's a threat, you go into fight-flight response, that's really important, that's how we survive, and then we find a way to return to regulation and to quit or step out of that ongoing loop. But the reality is most of us don't. Most of us don't end that emergency cycle. This is not information that's taught to us from a young age, so we're not supported to actually clear and discharge. So we end up feeling split. There is a fragmentation. There is a break within our internal coherence, and it leaves us feeling distracted, disconnected, detached, associated, split, right? 
It's a really crappy place to be in, and I've been in it many, many times. So through the somatic-centered work that I do when approaching healing, we must slowly bring these fragmented pieces back together. And it's a slow repair. It's a gentle repair. It's a careful repair. And it works with cognitive awareness. It works with the body. It works through the breath. It works with meditation. There's so many different tools that we bring in to slowly piece ourselves back together and complete and finish the emergency cycle in our body. Feeling through our body, releasing and discharging energetically and physically, moving the stress out of our system and then gently attending to and caring for our emotional, mental and physical health. That's why you'll see some people when they're really charged up, they need to go for a run or they need to walk and they need to move or they need to jump or shake or laugh or cry or punch a pillow. They're trying to discharge that energy. And if we don't complete that cycle and get that out, we end up stuck in that loop. A great way to understand this is to Google animals discharging stress responses. I first learned of this through Peter Levine's work in somatic experiencing. He shows videos in his trainings, and you can find them all over the internet, of animals who will release and discharge the fight, flight, freeze response once they are sure that they are in a safe situation. You know, a a deer, for example, caught by a tiger. She runs and runs and runs, so that's fight or flight. And then she's caught, and perhaps she goes straight into freeze response. She plays dead because that's the safest thing in that moment. She can no longer fight. She can no longer flee. She needs to go into freeze response. She acts dead. That is the safest thing for her in that moment. If she is then uh, freed for whatever reason, I think the video I remember seeing was uh, some baboons or, or, yeah, I think they were baboons, coming and um, saving this deer and and getting rid of the the tiger and the hyena. When she's certain that she's safe, she will begin to shake. Shake, 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 shake. She's discharging, like literally releasing the charge from her fight and flight response, including her freeze. And then it's out of her system. She's back to regulated. She's up walking and she runs off. It's amazing. We don't do this. We don't automatically do this. We feel it. But we probably was, it's probably sorry, repressed. So think about it as a child. Maybe you fell over and you're screaming and crying and you're kicking and someone picks you up and holds you and contains you or shushes you or tells you to stop. Whereas actually your body was probably having a response to react. I remember as a child playing roller hockey in a neighbor's parking lot as a kid and um, my friend fell over the edge of a very high wall, and he landed down on the ground. He fell on the ground, cracked his head, and there was blood everywhere. So I immediately went into flight, uh, sorry, flight and fight response. So I, on my rollerblades, go dashing down, I can't remember, three levels of stairs, I think. I get to him, I very gently touch his head because he's out, he's out cold, and blood pours everywhere. I tell my brother to stay with him, and I go flying up the street. I think I'm 12 years old. 11 years old, and I go flying up the street and I get straight on to triple zero. Anyway, long story short, he comes out of that reaction and he shakes, his body starts discharging. I eventually, when he's in the ambulance and he's okay and he's safe, I start shaking uncontrollably because I'm discharging what's in my body. 
And I remember blankets going on top of me because, of course, as that happens, you're feeling incredibly cold. That's that shock response. It's purposeful. But right now, what we're living through, we're not taught to honour this on the daily. We're in the constant emergency cycle. We're constantly living through trauma. And most of us are not doing what we need to to keep discharging and releasing or to keep bringing ourselves back to regulation because we're living through it. It's part of our daily life. So I want to say here, the body is, is what keeps the score. The body is what we need, need to look at. The somatic space is where the healing is done. There is this beautiful uh, quote. Oh, gosh, I wish I could remember her name. Bainbridge Cohen. It will come back to me. The quote is, if you want to know which way the wind is blowing, look at the sand, which is another way of saying, if you want to understand how a person is feeling and being, look at their body, not just what they're saying and thinking. Because people can be saying and thinking that they're okay, but their body, their posture, their behavior, how they hold themselves, how they move themselves, how they're breathing, this will tell us so much more about where they're sitting in this trauma cycle or this emergency cycle. So this leads to the question, how do we respond to and survive right now as we're living through trauma? So there are so many strategies that people can adopt and I see them daily in real time through client sessions and through my own daily life. And what I want to highlight here, these strategies that I mentioned now are not necessarily good in the long term. Some of us escape. It can be through art and spirituality. Even that can be addictive. It can be through excessive TV watching, social media. Some of us numb out and disconnect in various ways. Some of us become hypervigilant, researching too much, attending to the news and information too much, becoming hyper alert, becoming panicky and um, you know, overindulging in strategies to cope and to feel like they're controlling the situation. Some of us are hypervigilant on dangers, dangers that maybe have nothing to do with what's unfolding in the world, but other dangers. Some of us choose not to feel at all. Food, sport, drugs, alcohol, sex. Some of us rely on things, excessive online shopping, object obsession, stuff. Then there are others who overplease and focus on helping others. And this has come up for me a couple of times. I've noticed my drive to help others and to serve and I've actually had to stop for a second and, and check where that's coming from. Is that coming from a really intuitive, guided, beautiful place to want to offer help and support or is it coming from a way for me to um, strategize my way through this and to cope and to distract? So all of these strategies are not necessarily bad depending on the degree that you choose to go down them. They can get you to the other side of the trauma and get you through whilst you're in the middle of the trauma. But eventually, we're going to have to approach this differently. Eventually, we're going to have to creatively resource ourselves to feel more nourished and to work on continuously discharging that ongoing fight, flight, freeze, appease response because it's constantly coming at us. The world is constantly coming at us right now and activating our nervous system, sending us into a state of dysregulation, you might be having a great day and then you have a conversation with a neighbour and boom, you're back in, into it. So we need to find ways to feel more connected and integrated and to cultivate joy through despair and through challenge and to find ways to feel better equipped to cope, to manage, 
to get through without falling apart. I had a client session recently and I, I basically had to say to my client, you need all social media off your phone. You need to not be listening to the news and the radio for a period of time. You need to be resourcing yourself in X, Y, Z, so we tooled her up. But we also need to step away from the things that are sending us back into fight, flight, freeze mode. Sometimes we have to be really strict with ourselves in those ways. So in terms of the main categories of resourcing, I want to share this from you, this from my, sorry, I want to share this with you from my somatic training. There are six main ways of resourcing. And resourcing is another way of basically saying, acquiring tools and caring for yourself and equipping yourself and filling your bag up and carrying that bag around with you so you can dip into it, your toolkit, whenever you need to, to be able to resource yourself through these challenges. So creative resourcing is one form, and that's, for example, painting or expression or art or singing or dancing. Somatic resourcing, breathwork, EFT, which I'll talk a lot more about soon, um, body-based therapies, moving your body, sweating, grounding resources like connecting to the earth, time in nature, connecting to anything from nature, spirituality, so that could be meditation, prayer, uh, anything that aligns you to your God essence, to your higher self, containment resourcing, so self-soothing through touch or hugs, there are so many different containment practices in the somatic world that are really powerful and actually help to program back into your body a different sense, a different feeling and start to slowly unravel a lot of that discharge or that emergency cycle or that holding pattern that might be running through your system. And there's also boundaried resources. So setting physical and verbal and energetic boundaries, learning to say no, learning to step away from people-pleasing and actually referencing what you really need. So I've just given you a whole lot of information. I'm really trying to not get too nerdy and brainy here because there is so much I could go into. I could go into breaking down the nervous system, understanding the vagus nerve, talking more about neuroception and neuroregulation. There is so much information out there if you want to read more. But this is not what I really want to dive into with you today. What I am going to focus on here is somatic resourcing, in particular EFT. So I have uh, been a practitioner of EFT since 2013. And through my own personal experiences and through client sessions, I've seen the power of tapping as a somatic-based resource. It's also an energetic resource. It's also a cognitive resource. It actually takes us directly to the felt sense experience that we're having, which then helps us to restore and return back to a calm and balanced state. It helps us to clear our meridian pathways, so unblock them and create more flow of chi and prana. It helps us to clear and release patterns of trauma that we're holding, a fight-flight response to step us out of the emergency cycle. It can actually help us to clear memories that we're holding on to, whether we're aware of them or not, and return us back into a state of regulation. 
Discharging that emergency cycle, I've said it over and over, and stepping out of that loop, breaking that loop of hypervigilance, of fight, flight, freeze, appease, this is really important. And EFT in particular is an effective repair of that. It effectively helps us to return to regulation and to start to clear that trauma pattern in our body and in our energetic system. I probably could say that over and over and over and over and over and over. The physical tapping onto our body is part of that process. The speaking of what we're feeling and experiences, experiencing sorry, attunes us to the felt sense within our body. Attuning to sensations. So through tapping, we often reference, what am I feeling? Where am I feeling it? Has that shifted? What's the actual, actual sensation here? Describing it, attuning to it. This is a huge part of the somatic experience and resource here. What we're wanting to do is to return to what Dan Siegel calls FACES, which is an acronym for Flexible, Adaptive, Coherent, Energizing, and Stable. This is the experience of our regulated nervous system. So when we're not in fight, flight, freeze, appease, we're not in a heightened sympathetic state, we're in a really beautiful regulated parasympathetic state. And that's an integration state, mind, body, soul, spirit. This is something I think many of us need to work with and work more with. Breathing is a powerful tool as well for somatic resourcing because it's body-based. And when combined, breathwork and tapping for me is like a superpower. It's like a superfood. <laughs> it's amplified in terms of healing. So I wanted to share all of this with you today because what I'm offering is coming up soon, very soon, and all the details will be in the show notes as well. I'm going to be offering a free five-day experience. It's called Five Days to Freedom. It's about cultivating inner freedom. And for me, freedom is the sense of faces, flexible, adaptive, coherent, energizing, and stable. The sense that you are free, free of that emergency cycle, free of struggle, free of distressing thoughts, free of feeling contained, controlled, constricted, free of feeling insecure, remembering that you're sovereign and that you are empowered always. So this five-day experience, I'll be sharing each day a session on EFT and breathwork designed to support you to regulate to discharge the emergency cycle, to come back into a grounded state, to clear and release the ongoing injection that we're experiencing of trauma every single day, and to bring you into a more resourced experience and to bring you more attuned to your body and its sensations so that you can actually hear what your body is asking from you every single day. Here, when you're really dysregulated, feel and understand that so that you can actually create a, a shift here. It's really, really important. So we will be starting on the... I'm just checking the date because all of a sudden my brain has just stopped working. We'll be starting next Tuesday, the 28th of September. So the details are all below... I'm super excited to share this with you. I'm super excited to share this tool with you because I actually want you to learn how to do this for yourself. 
If you followed along with me for a while, you know that this is one of my passions. Take these tools that I live by, that I love, that I've learned, that I've embodied and apply them into your life. A few episodes ago, I spoke about being the change maker, that nobody is going to come along and do the healing that you require for you. You actually have to do the work. You actually have to create that inner change that you want to feel and experience. So join me in this experience, into this beautiful journey over five days. Learn this incredible skill and start to apply it into your life so that you can actually step out of this emergency cycle and actually shift this experience for you so that when we come out of this, because we will, that you are not completely shattered from the inside out and that whatever work you have to do to heal on the other end will perhaps not feel so overwhelming and so intense because you've already begun the work whilst living amidst this trauma. And this is a really privileged experience. There are people on this planet who don't get to do this kind of work because the traumas that they're facing are so wild that they must absolutely be in survival mode constantly. So this is a really, this is a huge privilege. So I invite you to honour the fact that you have this privilege and to do something with it. And that if you ever get to share this with somebody else and to pass this gift on, that's just incredible to me and that's massive. So I hope you've enjoyed this little trauma 101. I'm not an expert, right? I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a psychotherapist. I'm not a uh, trauma expert in any way, but it's something that I have uh, personally and professionally explored a lot over the last three years, and it really shapes my own personal healing and the healing I support my clients with. So I really hope to see you join in our five days to freedom. A little hint, there will be an ongoing group program that will open up after that for those that want to go deeper into inner child healing and clearing beliefs and patterns and stories that they're carrying and actually unpack um, a lot of what's holding them back in a deeper way but we're not there yet so let's just start with this beautiful free program and start stepping out of this cycle and embodying the healing that you deserve to have so excited I'm so excited thank you so much for tuning in and I can't wait to see you in the group thank you so much for tuning into One Woke Mama if you found this episode supportive please subscribe and leave a five star review over on iTunes this is the best way to cheer me on so that One Woke Mama lands in the hearts and the ears of those that need it most If you can think of somebody who would gain value from this podcast, please consider sharing it and doing them a favor. You can find me at claireobade.com or over on Instagram under claireobade underscore. Thank you for being part of this soul-led journey through motherhood and womanhood.